Welcome to the Becoming Her podcast, where we talk raw and unfiltered about all things growth, discovery, evolving and healing on the journey to becoming her. It's not just about career or relationships. Nothing is off limits. So many of us feel this way. So many people, men, women alike, are going through these challenges. Let's talk about it. You're not alone. It's about discovering who you are, who you're meant to be, and removing the pressure of being perfect. Let's unpack what it means to dream with no limits and fall in love with the essence of you. This is Becoming Her. Ladies, I'm so excited for uh, this next episode of um, Becoming Her, where we are discussing doing it scared. When you think about doing it scared, like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, first for me, I feel like it's acknowledgement and acceptance that there are things that are going to scare you and it's okay. I think that a lot of times people are like, nothing faces me. I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. And I think everyone's different, but for me, it's about acknowledging that there will always be things that scare me, but it's choosing to overcome it anyways. And that's how you get stronger by facing it. I love that. I think for me, it's more about it's always me trying to stop myself because I want to wait to put things out there when they're until they're perfect. So it's more about doing things anyway and um, really just ignoring the the what ifs, Jumping you know, that appears. That's an interesting saying. I've never heard yeah, that before. Have you heard that? Jump in the net appears. When the nut appears. Jump and then the net appears. I've never heard that before. I love it. Jeff. I learned something new today and I actually really love it. And I apologize because my mind totally went to the gutter. So no worries. No, you know what? My my mind is always in the gutter. So what's true about that? Do we really want to get into it right now? Net nut. Is that what you? Oh, the nut. She's so dirty. All right. (laughs) So we're back, ladies, for another episode of Becoming Her. And I think on the journey to becoming her, becoming ultimately who she is, you know, you got to do it scared, you know, like you got to find the confidence. You have to find the courage to just take a step out on faith and just do it. Absolutely. Because who is her, right? Is she going to be somebody who gets scared and holds back and lives in fear? And no, right. She's brave. She's courageous. She doesn't care what people think. She does things in spite of Mm -hmm. I was just having this conversation yesterday, actually, and was talking about from Will Smith's book, he um, was talking about fear. And I think there's always going to be some sense of fear. And for me, it's scarier not knowing what could have been and it's scarier wondering who I could have become if I didn't allow fear to hold me back. So I would rather choose the fear of taking a risk and not working out than the fear of wondering. Wow. And I love what you just said, because it reminds me of a conversation that I had with someone. And he said, what if our eternity is basically reliving who we should have been over and over and over again? Like, what if that is eternity? And, And that gave me such a different perspective. And I was like, wow, that is literally hell. You know, seeing your highest That's version of yourself quote. and not reaching it. Mm-hmm. I told you that quote, right? Hell is meeting the person you could have been. 
wow. And that's, know, that's on that's my intense. vision board. That is my, it gives me chills every time I say it. Cause I cannot imagine if you had to come face to face with a person that was not afraid like that to me. And it looks just like shit. you, you're staring yourself in. Yep. It. Yep. I love like, that. This is who you could have been if you didn't hold back. But then take that even deeper. What, what would you feel staring at that? I feel like ultimate regret. Oh, 100%. Like I would feel shame. ashamed. Mm-hmm. I would feel like there would be so much that pain I didn't just in myself. Yes, sadness. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's just, man, I feel like so many of us have experienced that where we didn't do something because we were afraid. I was online and I found this quote, this quote. It says, confidence is the key to boldness. Confidence makes us stand up to resistance. If you're confident, it's difficult for someone to stop you, right? So I think it's just a matter of when you do it afraid, that's what helps you to build that confidence Mm -hmm. because it becomes normalized. It becomes something that's just like, wow, why was I afraid to do this to even begin with? Why? And it's how you build trust within yourself because I think a lot of people have low confidence because they constantly break the promises they tell themselves. And they say, I'm going to do this. And they never do. And so they start to doubt themselves. And then that's how you don't like yourself because you become someone you can't count on. And like the friends that we have are friends that we can count on. So if you can't be there for yourself. And that's how unhappiness grows. Wow. Wow. Because how, ex- how do you expect others to be there for you, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if you yourself don't show up for yourself. Exactly. Completely. And speaking of which, showing up for yourself and how you feeling, how y'all feeling today? I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. You know, it's it's the sun is shining, Ooh, you know. You shining, girl. Ooh, thank I you. you <laughs> no, I feel blessed. Um, I actually woke up to a really nice surprise this morning in my phone in my bank account. Okay. And that that was um I you know, you were talking about living in fear and the last few days I was like, I'm gonna leave it to God because somehow it works it will work out but I really was stressing thinking oh my god I don't know how I'm gonna make it work the next 10 days all these different things right and it's like I'm not at that age where I need to be paycheck to paycheck but recently some real life things have occurred that you know happens exactly and so I'm feeling good actually I um it was a nice reminder today that your thoughts really do become reality and um I really have been trying to not be a hypocrite. And, you know, when, when we say your words matter, really trying not to put those negative words out there. And I really was trying to put my trust in that it was going to work out. And it did. 100%. So let go, let God. Yeah. <laughs> and done, but I love that you, those are the coolest moments when you have that. That's why it happened. Like I knew if I had faith, like this is the moment I was waiting for. Like that to me is the ultimate feeling. It's like I see it now why things happen the way they did. Mm-hmm. But as far as me, I'm I am feeling it's like we can never just say good on this podcast. No, never. never. <laughs> um, I'm I'm definitely feeling good, but um, also checking in with myself, realizing that there are still areas I need to work on and will always be working on. But I was telling you guys before, just still holding a lot of stress on my body and kind of realizing certain things I'm doing that probably make it worse and um, just really checking back in, slowing down, getting back to prayer. And um, knowing that I always just have to slow myself down to think straight. I'm just not one of those people that can multitask and feel calm <laughs> only for my job. <laughs> but in my personal life, I um, I need to be present. If I'm talking to someone, I don't need to be on my phone at the same time. Like all those things really build up and affect me. I'm very sensitive. So just kind of checking back in with like 
I know what works for me and to just get back to that. And I love what you just said about being present because we live in such a multifaceted society where Mm -hmm. we feel bad if we're not doing multiple things or if we're not doing anything, you know, um, the moments when we are slowing down, we feel like we're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of like where I am. So thank you for that reminder to just be present. Like, I just feel a big question mark. Like if I like just draw a question mark on my face, I feel like that's how I would feel like right now in this moment, because I think that I am learning how to relinquish control and I'm learning how to just do it afraid rather than getting in my own way and trying to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. Well, because we, it's a joke anyways, if we think we can control it, we can only respond to things, but we were, that was the whole thing, even not to like bring it back to the pandemic, but I remember it was this ultimate moment where it's like people were in fear because they couldn't control anything, but that was just like confronting the reality that you never could in the first place. You never could in the first place. And we thought we were. Like, you it was control, like, this was never you. It was never you. It was always him. It was always that man upstairs. You know, all those things that you have, all those gifts, all those things he put inside you, he put inside you for a reason, for a plan that has nothing to do with you, you know? Um, So I have to ask you guys, and I think this is right in alignment with what we're talking about, but who were you before the world told you who you should be? Who was that girl? Well, it's funny because when I think about anxiety, I do think I've always had it as a kid. Like I'll remember little things about my mom wanting me to walk my dog with her. And I would get so anxious because my dog would get in fights with the stray dogs. And I didn't know that was anxiety as a kid. I just remember getting really upset when she'd ask me to go on a walk because I would just picture my dog getting hurt in a fight. And I was like, oh, that was anxiety. So I do think I've always had that innately, but there was just definitely a sense of more freedom, more fun, definitely didn't care about looks or money. Like it was just free. Yeah. A lot less pressure for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. How about you, Danny? great question I was so timid back then I yes well I grew up wow I can I can speak I swear I grew up (laughs) in a family and with a mom who was in a certain time right that it it was always like women need to behave a certain way and women don't talk back and women especially daughters daughters don't talk back and they don't speak loudly and they don't they're not loud when they walk in a room they don't and it's it was about taking up space um, I grew up in an area that was predominantly white and I was one of the few brown girls and it was always a situation where like, and it's not, it wasn't necessarily bullying, but it was, it was definitely, you could feel that you were different. And, uh, so I was, the timidity didn't get better, you know, when I entered school because again, it, it was different, right? So as a kid trying to fit in, but also find out who you are and, embrace your roots but also again going back to making friends and fitting in it was such an interesting dynamic because i i'm the only one in my family i'm first generation i'm latina so like the only one in my family who um grew up here my sisters came here already grown like teenagers so they had you know most of so these are very pivotal years for you very much because i had the traditions we had at home but then i also was creating who I was and along the way you know I also had my mom telling me and my dad telling me how a little girl should behave based on what they knew wow 
So I was very timid back then, um, but I loved sports. So I threw myself into sports and I played volleyball, I played basketball and, you know, it was, it helped in so many things. I will be the biggest proponent for always telling parents, like, put your kids in sports. Mm -hmm. It helps gain so many things, whether it's confidence, whether it's discipline, uh, team building, socialization, Mm -hmm. so many things. And I, I still was timid, don't get me wrong, you know, as I was growing up, but it, I was, you know, you, you live and you learn, right? You start to put yourself in situations where you're starting to, like Haley was, like, trust yourself more, right? Yes. Um, I love that. And it wasn't until I would say my 30s, which is kind of insane, that I have started to grow out of that timidity. That I think, I, it, it's not necessarily that I wasn't confident. It was more so the doing things in spite of what people would say or what people would think. Because I always grew up in a household where my mom was always worried about what people would think, what family would say, wow. what whether if it was based on my career, on who I was dating, what I was dressed like, how I would walk. You it know, makes so much sense too, because I think society gives us that pressure enough. So when you're a little girl and that's all you know, like how mm-hmm. do you know any different? Yeah. yeah, and that's not even taking into account what I was receiving from society, right? That's just what I was receiving at mm-hmm. home. So then on top Speak of on. that, Come then on. from society, right, is like well you don't fit in here and you don't fit in there and you don't look like the girls on TV. You also don't look like the girls on the English channel or the Spanish channel. Talk about so it. it was, you know what I mean? So I grew up going back to that timidity. It was, it wasn't necessarily timidity because I was shy. It was timidity because I didn't really quite feel where I fit. Mm-hmm. And now I don't care where I fit. Now I feel like create the people, yeah, the create your own lane, but the people that are for you will gravitate towards you mm-hmm. regardless. And I have such a great group of friends now that I honestly could give two shits who doesn't like me. I don't think anyone doesn't like you, by the way. Well, I was going to say. Sure that's the thing. Nobody's liked met, by anyone, by everyone unanimously. That's just not possible. If, listen, guys, if you <laughs> haven't met Danny, you should. Okay? <laughs> because 100% Haley. I agree. You are such a giving Like, no person. one says I got in a fight with Danny today. And you're like, what? No way. <laughs> and if he did... I'm coming for them. Right. Okay. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Mess with my Danny. Karma spins a block. All right. Karma. Oh, girl. Several times. <laughs> um, wow, ladies. I, first of all, thank you for your transparency, you know, because I heard freedom from you, you know, and I heard that you were coming alive, that you learned how to come alive, right? Which is beautiful, you know, and I think that definitely a lot of the ladies and the gentlemen that are listening can definitely resonate. Um, Just to add to what you guys have said, I think for me, it was a matter of, I lived a double life because I always tried to shy away from being that kid who grew up in foster care. Like I wanted to be everything but that. So I was one way at home in the foster home and I was completely different at school. I came alive at school. I was boisterous and outgoing. And when I was in the foster home, I had no voice. I hid. So, huh. So what you're here for is okay. That little girl. Um, it was like the world was telling me all these negative things of who I was and where I came from. Foster kids are this, you know, foster kids are that. So many negative labels that I didn't know who she should be. And like you, it was like when I turned 18, that's when I gave her the opportunity to discover that. And some parts of me, like 
I don't know, like, I felt like I ran away though. It was like I left and I was never looking back, you know? So it was just a matter of trying to like figure out, like, I don't want to be anything that the world says that I should be, but who am I? Who am I allowed to be? Who should I be? And I think sometimes I still struggle with that now. And then also being multiracial and going to black schools and not being black enough and, you know, going to white schools and being the black girl, which I owned. And now I own it so much more than anything. I'm like, somebody asked me, who are you? What are you? I'm a black woman. You know, so I think that there's so much beauty in becoming, which I love that we're doing this, um, you know, this amazing show. Um, So, yeah. Can I just say one thing that I love about you is there's a lot of people that will blame their past and you are one that let it fuel you and let it inspire you and drive you because I mean, we all have gravitated to each other for a reason that we have these like-minded goals, but you are so extremely driven and you're beautiful inside and out, but just the way you present yourself, the way you go after what you want, you didn't let anything in your past be an excuse. You were going to, you're going to do it because that's who you are and no one could teach you that. Can I tell you that? I think for me though, sometimes I just wonder like, is it all worth it? It's like. I just don't know what's fulfilling me. It's like I'm pushing myself, I'm pushing myself. And then you look around and you still don't feel fulfilled. You still don't feel like it's enough. Like right now, I feel like that's why I have that question mark Mm. because I'm terrified. To me, that's when I have to slow myself down because if you're doing too much, that voice will never be clear because you're just running from the next thing to the next thing. And it might look good on a resume, but if you still feel this question mark, there's something that you can only know when you get still. So I would honestly, the best you could try and like say no to some things and just really focus on you. And in those moments of stillness and just being with you, you're going to be like, oh my God, that's it. Like that's what makes me happy. Or this is what I'm telling myself makes me happy, but it doesn't. But it's survival. Yeah, like what feels good, right? And, And I think it's slowing down enough to think about all the things that you pour your time into and really think about what feels good to me. What brings me joy? Yeah. Where am I at my most natural state? And you said it's right. survival mode, but do you want to survive or do you want to live and enjoy? But when that's all you've known, it's, and I think- Here's like, the thing. I happens. want to challenge your, your, what you mentioned earlier. You said you feel like you ran away. There's an aspect of that. And I can relate to that in a way because I haven't lived at home. Like the second I turned 18, I went to college and I moved away and, and to an extent, I sometimes I think about it and I ask myself, have I been running away? But on the contrary, I always like to play devil's advocate. And I also think that, and not to relate to me, I actually bringing it back to you. No. I think that you decided that you were going to go somewhere where you could decide who you could be, where you don't have the, for example, let's say being here in LA. It's not back home, right? Nobody knows you here, or at least when you first moved here. Now everybody knows you. <laughs> but at least when you first moved here, right? You You're had... <laughs> I'll explain why I said that early. But anyway, here, it's a blank slate, meaning, and that's why I feel like a lot of people think that going somewhere new is going to heal things. But in a way, it actually does. But you also have to work on the inner, right? Yeah. However, being here was a blank slate. So you could decide who you 
could be. You don't have to be the candy that was at home that was so quiet because you weren't sure if you could speak up or you don't have to also be the one that was maybe, I don't know if it was performative or that was just where your natural state was when you were at school. What's the one that, that like, where's the middle, right? Mm -hmm. Where is actual candy? So, but I do want to challenge that because I don't want you to think that like, you ran away like I feel like maybe that was actually healing for you to go to a new place where you could just start fresh and it's a clean slate where you could decide who you could be not where you're told what you need to be can we also change the language too because I feel like saying running away puts this negative connotation that you are escaping something to me it's empowering that it's kind of like releasing what's not meant for you anymore or letting go of whatever negative energy in your life so you can make space for the growth you have to like, that's what evolution is. Like you have to let go of the past to move forward. So to me, that was just you stepping into the next obvious transitional step. You're not running away or doing anything wrong. You are moving forward. You deserve the good things. You deserve the good things. Moving on to candy 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, right? Mm -hmm. And releasing the things that don't work anymore. If those things were not serving you, right, then. Why would you hold the weight that you don't need to hold anymore? Ah. Can I just say that you ladies are everything? Listen, y'all, you better get you some friends that <laughs> pour into you and speak into you and that see you. You know, like I receive everything that you ladies mm-hmm. are saying right now. Thank oh, this you. is what I said to Danny the other day. And even when I said this, I'm like, damn, that was good. <laughs> it was the, and I was going to mention this in a future episode, but whatever, I'll just say it now. It was that the past is there to teach you lessons, but it shouldn't block your blessings. So yes. don't don't forget your past and don't don't ever think that it doesn't always stay a part of you, but don't let it block you from what your future is going to be because that's shaping you to become the person you are. It's not there in your life to weigh you down and hold you back. It's just helping you grow. Yeah, and, and, and I think I, I have... The majority of time I am superwoman where I feel like I use it to empower me. But then you have those moments where you are afraid, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess you have to do it afraid. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you doing it scared anyway. And it's so scary. It and it's scary. like, when does it stop being scary? But mm-hmm. what I am realizing that some of the most beautiful things that I know that I've experienced, and I'm sure you ladies can also relate to this, have been when you had no idea what was coming next when you Mm -hmm. couldn't plan it. Some of the best things are unplanned, right? Most of the best things are unplanned. And this, even this is a workout, but it also is a metaphor for life. I was talking about doing a workout with someone and I was like, that's not going to be, we're talking about doing the stairs and uh, like going up the stairs at Santa Monica. I'm like, that's not going to be my favorite workout. And he was like, well, it's supposed to be a challenge. That's why it's a workout. And that's like anything we approach in our life. I'm like, oh yeah, duh. It's not supposed to be easy. Like anything we approach in our life worth working for and achieving it's not supposed to be easy and the booty is going to be popping exactly <laughs> once you finish exactly. those things and it's gonna feel and look so much better because you worked for that shit yeah absolutely word word mm-hmm. all right ladies oh that was a powerful <laughs> word oh and, and i was gonna say this letting is me be vulnerable. of course I'm, I'm glad that you trust us enough to do so yeah thank you and trusting the audience space. Them in. yeah like i mean you guys, we're each other's home, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just excited that we're on this journey together because we don't have it all figured out. And I just can't wait to meet her. You know, I you already like, have. She's already in there. Oh, I know. And I and I, I know, but I'm like, man, 
Can't wait to embody it and, and feel it fully. Embody mm-hmm. her. But just know, like, make no mistake, she's been there since the day you were born. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think this whole journey is. Not, like, finding someone we've never been, but finding the person we've always been. Yes. And just stepping into that. Mm-hmm. And honoring her. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're talking about becoming... And becoming as in like, there's a certain destination, a GPS that we need to get to. But in reality, it's the journey. Mm -hmm. It's who you become, excuse me, who you become along the way, right? It's whether if it's the discipline of doing the hard things or if it's the having those difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. We're going to be evolving till our last day. That's that's the plan. You know, we're never going to have it all figured out. I just hope that I'm the nasty old lady. <laughs> That's just like, you know, Wait, I, I hope I don't lose like my, my, my silliness, you, you know, no. or my craziness. Like I want to always be that big kid. That's still being crazy and silly at 85. I'm going to have blue hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're yeah. definitely going to have blue hair or pink. We'll see how I feel, but you'll change it. Different yeah, days I don't think week. you should ever have to lose your playfulness right. at all. I mean, or scream or stop screaming out. Open up yeah. your pussy like we did in the last episode. Oh, wow. That was, yeah. Definitely keep it open. Thank the you. best misquote ever. <laughs> it's not what you think, guys. It's not what you think. <laughs> but you should go listen, though, so you can actually understand what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. You definitely <laughs> want to listen to that episode. Okay. So have you guys ever heard of fear archetypes? No. No, but I've heard of feminine archetypes. So I wonder if it's a similar thing where, like, each one's kind of like, you know, a certain type of persona yes that's exactly what it is okay so there are seven fear archetypes and i think once i uh, announce them you'll kind of be like oh okay that's me that's it. i can resonate so there's the the oh, excuse me i can't talk today either Danny. there's the procrastinator the rule follower the people pleaser the outcast the self-doubter the excuse maker and the pessimist and these are the uh, seven fear archetypes um, now, did any of those archetypes stand out to you? Are you one of them? A Are you multiple? Them. A mm-hmm. few. Yeah. Which ones? The procrastinator, <laughs> the people pleaser, the, what was, there was another one right after that. Uh, the outcast, self-doubter, excuse Self- maker. Self-doubter, the outcast, not the rule follower. Cause I hate being told what to do. Although I, I like organization, but I hate being told what to do. So it, that one wouldn't, you yeah, know. <laughs> I usually, if you tell me one thing, I want to do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I am, me too. I'm terrible that way, though. And I'm the nerd that is a rule follower just because I hate when people are mad at me. I hate to get in trouble. That gives me crazy anxiety if I'm like, someone's upset with me. So I guess I'm boring in that way. And that's no, not boring. It depends. Like, different settings and different where I'm like, oh, I don't actually. If I care about what the person, if it's for work and I care about what the person thinks of me, aka my boss or my friends, yeah. then I'll care. But if it's someone that like I don't respect their opinion or don't even know them, then I don't care, you know? Yeah. So I guess situationally. Yeah, you're such a sweetheart. Well, thank you. You're such a sweetheart. But I, I was called I, feisty yesterday. Ooh, you were um, called feisty? Yeah. I'll really? You oh, I can't <laughs> wait to hear this story. Well, I mean, the reason why I mention these archetypes, ladies, are simply because, you know, in order to kind of sometimes face our fears, we have to know what the problem is, right? Um, so I want to encourage our listeners to dare to start thinking bigger about your life and your goals and and find new ways to conquer your fears. I know for me, when there is something that scares me, I do, I try to go in head, 
head on on it. Um, I don't know if, if that makes sense, but yeah, head I don't first. know. Yeah, head first. I try to go in head, head first. On. Head on. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. Uh, like I used to be afraid of speaking in front of people, and now that's what I love to do. You know, um, I'm and terrified. gets paid to do it. Yes, darling, this is very true. Um, jumping at, I think I'm going to jump out of a plane for my brother's, oh, yeah. you know, anniversary. I'm terrified of heights. So you got to do it, do it scared. What do you ladies do? What do I do scared? Yeah. What are, do you have ways that you fight your fears? Yeah, I think it's such a, for me, it's that exercise where when I feel a fear creeping up, I write it down where I do that truth versus uh, reality thing. Mm-hmm. I'll identify the fear and then I'll write, is that actually true? And then I'm like, oh, wow, it's not true at all. And then just seeing it on paper and putting it in a more logical and kind of removing just the emotional side of it where things just get all clouded and don't make sense. It helps me think about it in a straight way. So that's an exercise I go to a lot. There's something about writing things mm-hmm. down. That is I fully powerful. cried the other day for a situation that did not happen. I started crying and I'm like, this never happened. It was just me being scared of it happening. But like, that was the crazy thing. Like your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Right. I'm like, am I crying right now? This didn't happen. And it's like funny in hindsight, but in the moment, like you genuinely yeah. feel like it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, that exercise. I love yeah, that. Absolutely. <laughs> I think for myself, I would say that I, there's a quote I heard a long time ago where you, it, it was something like um, talking about instead of you don't grow around things, you grow through it. Mm -hmm. So meaning that when it comes to things that I'm scared of, I try to face it anyway, like you said, head on. But to get there, to even get to the place where I can face it, I I have to ask myself, who am I doing it for? Mm -hmm. I love that. And um, and I know this is going to be an episode that we're going to do later on, but I definitely do it for my younger self. Mm -hmm. And for all the girl, little girls that are out there, because I always think of who did I need when I was younger? Yes. You know, and there are times that, you know, when we were younger that we really needed someone to give us, whether it was a kind word or an encouraging word or a, a fuck it moment or, a, you know what I mean? And so when I do have those moments of being scared of something, I just try to remind myself and to be who I needed when I was younger. Yes. I, I fully uh, just receive everything you lady said and, you know, for our, you know, amazing queens out there that you know, need some additional tips on ways that you can fight your fears. Here are a few, you know, if you need to take time out, you know, just for yourself, that's okay. We don't take enough time. If you have to schedule time in your day for you, do that. Um, You know, whatever's going to help you with, whether it's anxiety or, you know, whatever kind of fear it is, do that for you. If you need to breathe through it, do it. I'm going to pause you right there. That's actually so key. And I have to say uh, big props to Haley because that's something that she does. I realized because we work together every day, right? And I noticed that when she comes back from her moments where she goes, out, she's outside and taking time in, in the fresh air and the sun and med- meditating and taking the time to breathe through it and all of that, she comes back so zen <laughs> and and I love it. And I've actually also tried to implement those things where literally just going outside, going somewhere where you could just be with yourself and your thoughts mm-hmm preferably in fresh air. Yes. And um just thinking through and just taking a moment to breathe. Like do some breathing mm-hmm. exercises that helps let so it much. Go. Oh Inhale God. it and let it go. Yep. And then be like, all right, let's do this. All right, let's go. Even scientifically, it just slows down the parasympathetic nervous system and then you can actually 
things just become so much more clear because you're not like, how can you think logically when it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like no one is meant to run at that capacity. No one's meant to stay and fight or flight that long before Mm -hmm. they burn out. And that's why we're all miserable. You hear that, guys? Exactly. Science. Yes. Yeah. It's science. It's, it works sometimes. What? Like it's hard? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I mean, do you ladies want to add any additional ways to fight fears to, you know, that you want to recommend to our, our I listeners? I think asking yourselves the questions that we sometimes don't want to ask ourselves. For example, if I do this, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. What if I fail? Yeah. What if asking yourself those hard questions and then really answering them too? Who cares what people think, right? They agree. And if I fail, so what? You fail forward, you know? Um, What's the worst thing that can happen? Like, really, what is it? 100%. We live in such a society that forces us to feel like we have to be perfect, just like, you know, sirens that are going on. This is Mm -hmm. an unperfect world, you know? Um, But you don't have to be perfect. Shit happens. And, you know, if you need to talk to somebody, go to therapy, you know, find a support system, a group of women that are not going to judge you, that create a safe space like the one that we're in right now and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't hold it in because when you do, a lot of times it goes to our core, it goes to our stomach and it sits there. And that's what creates disease. That's mm-hmm. what creates sickness. And we want to be the most healthy, happiest versions of ourselves. So if doing it scared is that, then do it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of doing things... Mm-hmm. <sighs> what are y'all doing to let your hair down? Like, what are you like doing in the moment right now to let your hair down? Why do I always get stuck at this one? Because <laughs> yeah, we work too much. <laughs> I was uh, I was listening to Jay Shetty on the Calm Map. I do his seven minutes in the morning thing, and he was telling a story about how even skaters and athletes they all fall down. And when you mm-hmm. think of any athlete you've ever watched they miss a shot they fall off the skateboard they don't catch a pass whatever it is they all have those moments and it's the same thing for us and they get back up they keep moving throughout the game and it's just like whether it's a game on the field or a game in life we're still playing we're still like the main characters main character energy of our of our own game and it just gave me that kind of freedom to be like i will continue falling that is life i'm gonna fall on my ass every single day but not to be so cheesy. It's just about getting back up truly and not getting so upset when I do fall down because it's that acceptance that allows me to keep going, knowing it's going to happen. It's kind of like messing up on camera. I'm like, yeah, I'll stumble over a few words, but it happens and I'm a human and I don't care because I move on. I'm not like, how dare me mess up one word when I'm on it for five hours? Like it's going to happen. <laughs> and it's know? more relatable. Yeah. Completely. And pe- yeah. People can feel authenticity. They know when you're being a robot. They know when you're getting the script connecting with people is connecting because you are a real person that sees another real person. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I think for myself, it's, it's more, and it's funny, I think some of this speaks to who we are and how we process things and where we re-energize. I re-energize as much as I am definitely an ambivert. I re-energize when I'm alone, meaning that when I have my alone time and Oh my God, music re-energizes me a lot. And I think I've mentioned this before, but um, one thing I had gotten away from doing because I was always so in a rush everywhere was literally dancing around in my room. Mm. And, um, you know, when you're like getting ready in the morning or let's say you're just cleaning the house, you know, you remember those Saturday morning concerts you would get yes. up and <laughs> that I, I actually love 
doing that. And I had gone away from doing it for quite some time because I was always rushing somewhere. So making time to dance around like a crazy person alone in your house. It feels so good. <laughs> it feels phenomenal. Oh my gosh, girl, listen here. I I need to do, oh, it's been a minute. Like I can't even remember the last time I did that, but it feels so good when I did. Right? Bringing it back to science, that's another thing they say. There's actually studies in which when that's why yoga and working out is so effective because you literally jump out that nervous energy in your body and that's where you feel better. Oh, I love that. Like I love dancing naked. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's great. Just and you know what's so funny is that that is such a also body positive like healing mm-hmm. moment because yes. have you ever done that in front of a mirror girl what i love looking at myself right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many women that don't they avoid yeah. it mm-hmm. and you know what that is a challenge for all you everyone out there woman or man mm-hmm. go Dance around in your house. Put your favorite song on. Let it all dance around out. naked. <laughs> Let the cheeks out. <laughs> and just like actually like, look at yourself. Windows. Yeah. Don't but, don't pull at me and let the you know, If you don't care if the neighbors see them, do you? <laughs> like the neighbors have seen my buns at Pama too. Oh, okay. They they just moved. <laughs> maybe that's why they're gone. They were blessed. Oh, they were blessed. They were blessed a few times, definitely. Um, let's see for me, I'm in the space right now of writing it down. And I mentioned this, uh, to you earlier in the show, Haley, mm-hmm. like I'm just in this space and I keep getting this message. And I think that it's a, it's, it's my ancestors. And I think it's spirit telling me to write it down and to get back to the core of that. Cause I know when I was younger, uh, when I was in foster care, one of the ways that I would let my hair down and express myself was through, uh, rapping and writing poetry and, right in my bars, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that was a safe space for me for so long, but then I grew up. So I feel like spirit is telling me to connect back to that. Mm -hmm. So I've been been writing my bars lately. Are you going to let us hear what? The more you get back to that authentic you of what makes you happy, that question mark is slowly going to build up and you're going to figure out what that is. I can't wait. It's kind of like, I'm I'm so excited, y'all. I'm going to share something soon. I think I want to go back to like poetry lounges. And oh, let's go. Yeah, that's so fun. Oh my God. We have to do Me that. inviting ourselves. Let's go with you. <laughs> I do that all the time. That's not be fun. Well, Same. Let's do it. Let's do it, ladies. Well, um, I think this I is such a great um, episode. And, you know, I really want to just talk about the takeaways right now. Like, well, what are some of the things that you really want to lean into or that you want to push some of our amazing listeners and queens to really lean into? I, for myself, I think the biggest thing that, you know, is, is really take the time to process. Yeah. Uh, Because if you're always ripping and running, you don't have the time to really get to have these conversations with yourself that will help you when it comes to pushing forward regardless and doing things scared. Because otherwise you're just going through the rat race and you're not actually taking time to be intentional about what you're doing. And that is so important because I feel like the only way that you really can continue to push the the envelope in your own life, whether if it's in career and relationships, if it's in self-image, if it's in, no matter what it is, right. And facing those things and doing it scared is you can't do it unless you face yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really leaning into you and writing it down too. But having those conversations. And meditation. Mm -hmm. Meditation is huge. Well, that's what I would say. 
it's about really looking into the daily habits you have. For me personally, and everyone's different, but for me, it's all about how I start the day. If I start the day on my phone, I feel stressed out immediately. Like if I start answering text messages before I meditate, I feel overwhelmed so fast. So if people don't feel their best, it's just like, well, what are you putting in your life that make it harder to do that? And you have to be real about that. So it's like, I don't care if I sound like an 80 year old grandma being like, I get overwhelmed on TikTok. I do. So that's why I don't really go on TikTok that much because I know it doesn't make me feel good. So it's just about knowing what works for you. And just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean you have to. Exactly. Yep. Like we've had the screens in our face literally 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. Mm-hmm. And that's taking away so much of our lives, like from being present and being in the moment. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a restaurant. I look around and every single person in the restaurant oh God, is on their phone. They're not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. They're not laughing. They're not having a great time. Everybody's just so focused on what's on their phones. Um, I can definitely do better at not picking up my phone in the morning. And I think I want to. I want to start meditating more. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that I've always wanted to really step into. So I think I want to lean into that a little more. Uh, and meditation I'll, doesn't have to be like I do five minutes. It doesn't have to be a 20, 30 minute thing. It's just like whatever you can do. Do you have a tool that you use? I use Insight Timer. It's, um, it is a free app. And I find that it's just like so helpful. That and the Calm app. And then sometimes TM where I just focus on a mantra. But uh, typically just that one in the morning really sets me up. What's TM? Transcendental meditation, mm-hmm. where it's just focused. I've heard phenomenal things about that. It's good, but I find it difficult. Like they, they really talk about 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. For me, that's a little much. So mm-hmm. I've found what works for me, kind of combining a guided. And if I feel called to do TM, I'll do it then. Guided is everything. Mm-hmm. I like guided. I do have an app that I recommend, Abide. It, it basically merges meditation um, with the Bible. Nice. Um, so it sends you daily meditations every single day. And they're uh, the free version. Uh, How do you spell? The meditations that are three minutes long. Um, A-B-I-D-E. Oh, you talked about mm-hmm. And it's great. So that that is my little meditation. But I guess I want to... I really want to just focus on being in a space where I'm literally just receiving and listening. You know, I'm not doing the talking. I'm not asking God for anything. I'm just literally there just to listen to him and to receive and just to be in a spirit of gratitude. Like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to, yeah, do to let my hair down and lean in. Yeah. I love it. I had a feeling I could be someone.